0: Barriers. Amen. We're talking about um, tearing down strongholds, ideologies, barricaded beliefs or thinking that would obstruct me from hearing, trusting the word of God. So we're talking about beliefs. Ways of thinking that keeps me from honoring God in the area of my finances. Oh boy, this is good. Um. Last week, we talked about it's just between me and God. Um, At the end of the day, it's a reflection how we give of where God really is in our lives. We talked about honor and respect. Will you say that? Honor Honor. and respect. So, we want to pick up where I left off last week. We talked about honor and respect. And for today's subheading, write this down. uh, Giving. And, we, and, of course, right now we're talking about money, but giving in general. But today, uh, because we're talk, dealing in the area of finances, I'm sp- specifically, excuse me, pertaining to money. Giving is an issue of the heart. It's all about the heart, where your heart is. And when you think about this, um, When you're talking to believers because someone who's outside of the covenant, you would expect them to uh, be somewhat disgruntled or agitated or even mad when you talk about giving. Because if if they, uh, the scripture says that Satan or the God of this world has blinded the eyes of those who are unbelievers. So someone who doesn't believe, you expect it to hear certain things. But for somebody bearing the name of Jesus, anytime you hear about money, we, we should be not, all, not only all ears, but all the more ready to honor the God that we serve. But in Christendom, you would be amazed of the amount of people who get upset with you, who, start, who won't even come during this teaching because I, I, I have an issue, not with me, but with your relationship with money. And as a result of having a wrong relationship with money, uh, a lot of it has caused a lot of people heartache and pain. Can I show you something real quick? And we'll come back here. Uh, go to I think it's first Timothy chapter number six. Uh, around verse 10, maybe um, the apostle Paul was encouraging uh, Timothy uh, not to be moved uh, as some of the false teachers were. they were uh, out for trickery. Uh, unrighteous gain, so he was, you know, letting Timothy know, man, you know, don't let these be your motives. You love God, and money will come, but don't get out here and beat people up for money. For the, uh, you know what? I want the amplified version. Thank you. Let me show you something. So a lot of people, uh, uh, and throughout these teachings, we have discovered that people who get disgruntled, people who get upset, people who who were uh, just like on fire. I mean, I'm talking about livid. We, when they hear about money, they just have the wrong relationship with money. For the love... Now, oftentimes we hear money. Money's, money in and of itself is not good or bad. It's not money. If it was money, you wouldn't even touch money. If money was just bad like that. And, and, and if you think money is the root of all evil, uh, uh, I receive it. <laughs> no, for real. It, it, since you don't like money, I re, since, since you think it's evil... Because uh, because we'll put we'll use it for kingdom use. So the love so the love of money, right? And when you hear people quote this, when you hear people say the love of money, no stop. No, when you hear people say money is the root of all evil, stop them. And say no, it's not money. It's the love, or having the wrong relationship with money. For the love of money is a root of all evils. L- l- come on, c- everyone reading out loud. It is through this craving that some. Listen to this. Some have even been led astray and have wandered from the, there are people who have left the faith all because they thought the preacher wanted your money. All because they thought that the church maybe wanted their money or all or for whatever excuses they made, but because they were in the wrong relationship with money, they left the faith and pierced themselves through with many acute mental pain. All because of the wrong relationship. Now in the world system they trust in money. But in God's system we trust in our God. Boy. In the world system they're going to trust their money. But in this system we're dependent on God. And The attitude in which you give does matter. It does matter. And we're going to see this today. So now let's go back to Malachi 1, 6 and 7, New Living Translation. Is everybody okay? Shout, I'm okay. okay. Amen. I'm going to release you here in a minute. But however, let's get this word because there's some money that God wants to get to all of us. Amen. 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 Oh, oh, you don't. Okay. Uh, I think it's Third John two, beloved. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So, 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 you will only fare financially, spiritually, physically in whatever area to the degree that your soul has been renewed. So if your mind is jacked up, if your experiences are jacked up, you are not farewell spiritually. you are not farewell financially, you are not farewell physically. So if I'm going to prosper and be in the help, my soul, my thinking has to change. How I view money has to change. How I see things has to change. Because if I see wrong, everything else out of that's going to be wrong. Am I yelling? Let me calm down. Thank you. Excited. Passionate. Because I know it works. Are you here? So you're only going to fare as well as... to the degree that your mind has been renewed. How many love God? Uh, no, 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 hold, hold on. but, but for, for real, we're talking about seriously, because if he really has me, he has all of me yeah. and you would be amazed again. And I know that that's why we have to be aggressive in renewing our minds. And it's not always Intentional. But but if I don't go back and deal with those thoughts, you you could live broke as a Christian. Yeah. Live just like uh, those in Timothy with mental pains, acute pains. Now, let's go back to Malachi. Chapter one. The prophet, again, was getting on the priest because it was the priest's responsibility to show people how to worship God. It was the priest's responsibility to show people how to worship God. That's why here we live by word and action. We just, we just don't talk about it, but I display it. pastor display, displays it by our actions. Why? Because it's our responsibility to show you how to honor God. Hmm. And these priests were allowing the people to bring anything to God, just offer God anything. And it got so bad that the Lord said, I wish y'all would just close these doors because this is totally disrespect. They dare not do their governor like they do me. And you know what happened? The people began to question. God's love for them, just like some Christians that, they, they, you know, they were back in Jerusalem after having been in cap bondage, uh, Babylonian captivity. I mean, they were excited, but over time, their love began to wane. That's why it's important who you're connected to. Because if you're on fire, get get with, connect with people who are on fire to keep the blaze running. Because if not, you, you know, somebody who don't give, somebody who's not a giver, they don't want to hear about you sowing. They don't want to hear about you being a blessing to other people. They didn't know why because they're just like disciples. Well, I could have, you know I had some bills due. Only concerned about self. But here, the people's heart begin to wane. The heart. And they begin to disrespect God concerning that giving. So, notice I said it's about, last week we talked about honor and Respect. And not just in the area of giving. If I honor God, I'm going to honor his ways. Ready? Let's read. The Lord of the heaven armies says to the priest, a son, a son honors his father and a servant respects his man. We, we see honor and what? Respect. If I am your father and my, if, if Jesus is really Lord in my life, <laughs> where is the honor and respect that I deserve. If I'm really the Lord of your life, when you come into increase, you will consider me first before you do anything else. If I'm really the Lord of your life, when increase comes, man of God, I'm going to honor and respect my master first. I'm going to give him the best portion before I do anything else. Lord, what's up? What do you want? And see, that's a heart Bent in God's direction. Hmm. And many Christians are like Israel was then. The worship of God is no longer from a heartfelt adoration. Instead, and this is true, it's almost like a burdensome task. Like, oh man, here I go again. But they don't have the same attitudes when it comes to doing selfish pleasures. Hmm. Will you say this? What I offer to God reflects my true attitude toward him. In, in other words, what we offer to God is it, it's an indicator of where your heart is with God. And, and listen, and I'm saying this in, in the most humblest way. St- stop lying, saying things like, well, he knows my heart. He, true. But we use it as an excuse just to offer him anything. And the mere fact that I say He knows my heart, I, out of that I want to give Him the very best. Now I say, Well, He knows my heart, but but you know you, you know I'm going to do this. Write this down. I said this last week. The people sacrifice to God wrongly in three ways. Expedience. All this is found throughout this pericope of scripture. In other words, they were being cheap as possible. Giving him blemished offerings. No, don't give me anything blemished. Through neglect. They, they didn't care how they offered the sacrifice. And through outright disobedience. They gave to God their own way, and not as He instructed, and, and and that's what we do now. When when we come into seed, we give our we, we do like Cain, which I'm going to show you in a minute. We 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 give we give him a we give him a portion, but not the best portion. Hmm. Good stuff, Rev. It is better to give God. Listen to this: the best part of our income. And when we do this, this demonstrates that God, someone say God, not possessions, has first place in our lives. When we honor God with the best portion that comes up with the best part, what I'm saying is that, Lord, you are head of my life and not money." <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's nothing but money. And Paul told Timothy in First uh, uh, Timothy chapter six. He said, "Man, listen. You came in, in into this world with nothing, and rest assured, you're going to leave with nothing. So that's all the more reason to trust God with it while you are here." <laughs> hmm. Write this. This is a good quote. I want you to write this down, and then we'll, let me get Matthew chapter seven uh verses 24 through 25 and I'm gonna show you how it's an issue of the heart but unless you are prepared to give up something valuable you will never be able to truly change at all because you will be forever in control of things you can't give up I'll say it again unless you are prepared now and I'm talking right now specifically in the area of money Unless you are prepared to give up something valuable. And for a lot of people, that money is near and dear to the heart. What are you saying? Give it up. Release it to God. Put it in the master's hand. Unless you are prepared to give up something valuable, you will never be able to truly change it all. Because you'll be forever in control of things you can't give up. Money will always be your master if I'm afraid to put it in the master's hand. (laughs) Money will always dictate to you what you do if you are a person who has not disciplined yourself to give God the best portion first. And this is good. Can't nobody poke. I mean, you might have people to try to refute this and poke, but you can't poke holes in this. This is all Bible first point today, giving is an issue of the heart. Giving is an issue of the heart. Can I say this? The see the the foundation has to be solid. The foundation, your, your foundation has to be solid. Because when your foundation is solid, you're not going to be one of those persons who argue about well, do I tithe or do I don't tithe? Do I give or do I don't give? Do I honor God? Because when God has your heart, man, he's been so good to me. I'm not even going to entertain a dime over a God who supplies all my need. I'm going to argue with you about 10 cents. As good as he is, he should be charging more. Not that he's charging, but he's been so good to me, he's worth more than a dime. And how dare you try to insult me of offering my God. Are you here? I receive. Are you here? And can I just say that now we're talking about giving now. I'm not teaching on tithing today, but just give you a nugget. Tithing, we already know, antedated the law. It was before the law. And people back then tithed to gods. Abram wasn't the only one tithing. He just tied to the God most high. He knew which God to tithe to. But there were other individuals tithing to God's. And when these people tithe, what they were saying is that what I have comes from this individual. But Abram knew that what he had came from the true and living God. But other people were tithing. He just knew who to tithe to. Even today, there are people who tithe. Some tithe the United Way. Some tithe to this organization. Some give a tent. But those of us who are believers, we should know who to tithe to. Now, I might give into these charitable deeds, but my tithe goes to God. <laughs> Just count that as a seed, what I gave to the YMCA. Because the YMCA does apply all my needs. I'll be a blessing, but my tithe. And when you tithe, you're saying, all that I have comes from the master. Then, too, Hebrews says this when I tithe, it's a witness. That God still lives. So listen, now 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 now. you can have you can have people who argue about this, argue about that. Then let me tell you where my mind is. He's been so good to me that if we ain't supposed to, I'm gonna do it anyway. He's been that good. (laughs) But tithe, but tithe, but tithe. Are you here? And, and, and Christians should be ashamed to even engage in foolish conversations about honoring the master. And it, it's not even about the money. What is really showing Sister McCain? Well, their heart is. That's all. That's all. Matthew. So it's a, it, the, the foundation must be solid. Are you hearing me? Notice, I want to go to chapter 6, but I want to show you the New Living Translation. Jesus is preaching a sermon. Y'all already know this. What is known in the Sermon on the Mount, and I've shared with you in previous times, that he dealt literally about every area of life. And when he gets to the end, he says, now listen, what I just taught you, uh, it's only going to benefit you if you do what I say. Which... Is indicative of of your foundation. Solid. Like I said earlier, there like like you're not going through. Let me tell you something. The the wind beat on all of our houses. Hold on. on. But but those of us whose houses are built on the rock, it just don't bother us. No, we, we feel the wind blowing but you can't prosper. It can't penetrate there's a spiritual force field around me that has me covered. Anyone who listens to my teaching, do you see this? And follow it is what? Wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes and troubles and the flood rises, the wind beats against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Next verse. But anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it, it's foolish. Like a person who built his house on the sand. I hear him, but, it, but you're so bent on those teachings that there's some propaganda behind it. You don't allow the word of God to minister to you. But anyone who hears my teachings and ignores it is, is, a, is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on what? sand. when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Why? Because there was no solid foundation and you are only as your spiritual houses, you will only be as solid as your foundation. If the structure is weak, I don't care how pretty you look on the outside, you are nut up every time you hear the wind blow. Every time you get a little rain, you will collapse. Why? Because the foundation is weak.